tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It's being historically, if you look at the performance uh, between the NPP and NDC in Parliament, so this is it. In 1996, the uh, NPP candidate polled 61.1% in the, uh, that election versus 38.1% for the NDC candidates. In 2000, it increased to 72.3% and then it's reduced for the NDC from 38.1% to 25.2%. In 2004, it still increased for the NPP, 74.9% as against 23.4%. Then in 2008, it increased again to 82.8% versus 16.1%. If you look at 2004-2008, the um, votes margin uh, that the NDC lost between these, uh, this period you can see that it's actually wide. Why did it happen? We'll be delving into that. But if you look at 2012, the votes for the NPP actually reduced from 82.8% to 78.6%. What accounted for that? Even though they still won the elections, they still, uh, their results, their votes actually dwindled a bit. Look at NDC. At that point, it increased. So it's just fair to say that at any point in time when the NDC's, the NPP's votes increase, then you will see that the NDC's votes will decrease. Let's go straight to the Electoral Commission and uh, listen to uh, the Electoral Commission official declaring the winner for the Kumewu elections. 21,731. 21,000. 721, 731, sorry. And now, by the power vested in me, Paul Ajimai, as a constituency returning officer for Kumewu, I hereby declare you, Ernest, is come over. Oh. 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 
Jao Emil of the NPP as a parliamentary member of member of parliament elect for Kumawu constituency. Thank you. the Electoral Commission declare NSA Nim as the winner for Kumewu. So he's actually now the Member of Parliament for Kumewu. So just as we were talking about the uh, results that has been polled by both parties over the period, you realize that any time the NPP's votes go up, the NDC's votes come uh, dwindles. But if you look at this point, it also shows that any time the NDC, uh, the MPP's votes go down. The N NDC's votes, you know, actually increases. Now look at the MPP versus N NDC. Uh, in the constituency, uh, the Kumeu constituency. And we're showing you how the candidates of the NPP have done over the period because the NDC's votes have actually not been really significant. Look at 1996 up until 2020. The um, Adai Baswa, who represented the well, we, we would get back to this analysis. Let's go back to the Electoral Commission and listen to the one who's been declared winner of the Kumeu seat. Me <laughs> And his Excellency, the Vice President, and a Chelsea statement that Chelsea MPP, we are ready to break the eight. How do you how do you seek to so you have the uh, NSIRNIM there. He's the winner of the Kumeu contest and his enumerated reasons why uh, he thinks that the Kumeu people have endorsed him. So we were talking about um, Adai Basua, who represented the NPP in 1996. He polled 15,025 votes, representing 49.60 votes. Now, uh, in percentage-wise, 2,000, he came back again, but the, the votes reduced 13,550. But in percentage, he polled 57.80%. Now, in 2004, Yao Ba then represented the party and went up a notch higher than Basua did for the two terms, uh, 19,223, representing 17.00%. He came back in uh, 2008, and then the votes went down, 15,217, representing 56.38%. In 2012, 
2012, Philip Baswa then came to represent the NPP. He polled 18,858 with 68.96%. He came back with 21, so he actually increased the votes in that area, 21,794, representing 78.17%. In the 2020 elections, however, he was keenly contested by the independent candidate, Kwekudria, uh, and he did very well uh, with almost about 11,000 votes, and that could explain why the vote of the NPP dwindled to 14,960, which represented 51.11%. Uh, Remember that Kwekudia was a member of the NPP and pulled out to become an independent candidate. So this has been the performance of the parties in the elections in Kumeu. So look at... Philip Baswa, in the last elections, he had 14,960, which represents 51.11%. Kwekudria, the independent candidate, he, he polled over 11,000. He got 39.96%. That's very dangerous. But bring it back to the by-elections that just ended. Kwekudria didn't really do much as he did in 2020. Then... Bernard Opokumaf was the one who represented the NDC. Then he polled 2,439 uh, votes, and then that represents 8.33%. Nana Mwakun with the GUM party polled 174, which represented 0.59%. Uh, so, um, I mean, with all the statistics we've shared with you tonight, it's safe to say that the Kumeu seat has always been a stronghold of the NPP. Um, look at, at this, and, and it's, to, it's still the performance um, that the NPP has done in, in the parliamentary um, you know, elections. All of these speak to the fact that that seat is a safe seat for the NPP. But question is how the NPP actually campaigned in the lead up to this election We'll be talking all about all of that and we'll be delving into all the issues that uh, were reported from our reporters that were well uh, represented in all the polling uh, centers. We'll be looking at the issue of vote buying. In fact, it has come up strongly in these elections. My guest tonight, Yahweh Nim, his MPP parliamentary uh, candidate who just won their Kumeu seat. In fact, you saw the Electoral Commission declaring him winner. Akwesia Mankwa is a parliamentary candidate for the NDC in that contest. Kwame Asante would also be joining me. He's a political science lecturer and director, Center for European Studies at the University of Ghana. Lagon. I'll also be joined by Richard Ahiagba, his MPP Communications Director. And on the other line, I'll be joined by Mustafa Gbande, who is NDC Deputy General Secretary. All of them were at Kumeu monitoring the elections. Let's do a post-mortem after this break. Sudden, my voice, I hear different. And when you try a call, <laughs> uh, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one, Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their frow. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Bama, <laughs> Bama. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Black Rock Whiskey. Tell me, the feel is smooth, National. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Oh, 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 oh,
account. With the Equibank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance, free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary, a hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the Equibank double salary promo reloaded. Vimo, this Equibank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We're going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Peritas Lottery Platform. and governments, stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. Thank you so much for joining us on PM Express. My name is Aisha Ibrahim, and you've just uh, heard the Electoral Commission declare NS Yahweh Nim as winner of the Kumewu by elections. I've been joined this evening by Richard Ahiagba, Mustafa Gbandi. I mean, NSA Nim himself will be joining. And then we have Kwesi Amankwa, who is the NDC candidate. Dr. Asasante is also a political science the lecturer with the University of Ghana. I'm grateful to you, all of you for joining. Let me start with you, Richard Ahiagba. I mean, uh, your candidates emerged winner uh, this evening. Overall, how would you describe today's exercise? Hello, Richard. All right, so uh, Richard is having a bit of a uh, problem with connection. We'll bring him uh, back on. But let me go to Richard um, Kwesia Mankwa, who is the NDC uh, parliamentary candidate in the just ended Kumewu elections. Richard, uh, I'm grateful. Uh Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Quasi grateful for your time, and uh, I must say that, um, yes, I, I saw that you put up a strong fight, but it didn't happen. Better luck next time. But in your estimation, what didn't work for you? Hello, Quasi. Hi. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Right, so I'm saying that I saw that in the lead up to the elections, you put up a really strong fight, but unfortunately it didn't work out. And I'm just saying that uh, we wish you better luck next time. But in your estimation, I want you to actually tell me what you think didn't work for you. Um, I mean, it's, it's a very, very sad thing for um, my politics and uh, Ghana politics because. Um, uh, I just, uh, I'm thinking about the future for the youth, that to sell future for 50 cities and the MPP party. Hello, Ernest. Nice. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying to be um, careful with my choice of words because um, it's very pathetic. It's, it's a very sad day because people deliberately buying votes buying people's future for 50 cities, for 20 cities. Um, I'm very, very saddened in my heart. You you, you have evidence of that vote buying? Yes, videos everywhere. I saw saw some with my own two eyes. They were places that I was actually just speaking to people that you know that this is is, is pathetic. But that's... It's people of politics. That, that's, it doesn't speak well of us as Ghanaians to be doing things like that. that. That's an electoral offense. Why didn't you report it? Um, we raised the alarm. And to be honest, that's why I'm saying that I'm very, very sudden. It's not to... Um, let, let me, let me um, be very... upfront. I see myself as a winner. I have won this election, not in any way, but I feel that I've set the purpose to push for this um, development that we need and then to turn up as a, a very strong comp- uh, competitor. So I'm very proud of myself and I'm proud of my team. But I'm saddened for what happened and for what it means for Ghana politics and for what it means for our youth and for what it means for the youth of Kumeru. That's why I'm saddened. Because these things were done with so much impunity. There were places that I got to that you had people about two meters away, two, uh, about 200 meters away from the venue where the elections were going on, and they were additional cash to people. 
and threatening them that if you, you, you take the money, you have to go and vote for us and all these things that they believe in. Yes. And I mean, I, I was so sad. There were, there were instances that I met young people. I met with a few of these young people, and they, um, I, I've forgotten the name, but I think it was There's a town called Banco in Kumaru, and I had about six university students who came up to me that, look, these people are paying money. We want to vote for you. Can you give us or can you match the money that they're paying? And I said, look, I can give you more than what they're they paying you, but my conscience cannot allow me to do that. Mm. So what's your price? And this is the future that we're, 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 we're looking at. This is our future leaders who are willing to sell their future for 50 cities. Mm. So, so you, you said you raised alarm to who? And what was the response after raising that alarm? Um, we, we raised alarm, uh, alarm to um, the... Uh, uh, I forgot the name, the electoral officers. And their excuse was, look, we've not seen it with our own eyes and we don't have any proof of it. And they are not here. So some of them, I would even point them out to them and they're like, well, they are not here. Mm. So obviously, we, well, we, technically, we can't see them. All right. We them in the face, but technically, we can't see them because they are not here. What somebody is doing over there has got nothing to do with that here. Right. Let me bring in Richard Ahiagba. Um, Richard, all right, so we still don't have Richard Ahiagba. That uh, means that I would give the opportunity to Mustafa Gbande, who is also the uh, Deputy Secretary of the NDC, who was also at the ground. Um, we saw him uh, in the lead-up to the uh, elections actually campaigning massively for the NDC. Mustafa, um, even though your candidate didn't win, you indicated earlier that you, I mean, you were satisfied with security arrangements and um, electoral, the ECs arrangements. I mean, overall, how would you describe today's exercise? Thank you very much, Aisha. And sorry for the very poor visibility because I'm just leaving the venue. Uh, I think that we must credit ourselves, the uh, two political parties, for leading an election that is incident-free, violent-free. Um, we're all living the video, even though uh, the results did not come the way we all expected. We are very excited. We, I think that as a party, would like to commend the IGP and his team for how prepared they stood by this election to allow the will of guardians to prevail. Also, generally, I think that the Electoral Commission, even though we had few complaints, which we are still analyzing, but what is more pathetic is that the MPP is leading uh, a path that destroys the morals of our society that Aisha the MPP government in this by-election engage in what we simply call vote buying. Physical cash in exchange of votes. That is so sad for our democracy. You will see regional chairman, you will see MPP leadership, you will see appointees, CEOs virtually doling out money for people to vote. And even upon that, Aisha, you know that the only margin increase for the MPP between 20, 2020 parliamentary election and today is just about 250. That is the only increase they have made. Whereas we in the NDC have made over 1,500 increase in the votes that we had in 2020. Clearly, that is an increase of about 8.5%. And they have done a very low you know, margin of increase. Again, if you look at the voter apathy against government, 
even upon the money they've shared, the machines they've moved into the Kumaru constituency, which is more or less a risk for our movement in that constituency upon all the voter apathy against them, they should be very worried. We in the NDC are very excited that we've put a strong fight, particularly that Kumaru is predominantly a stronghold, I mean a backyard of the MPP since 1992, and that they actually went for a by-election without anything to show. They have no message, they have no campaign, except that government approved and sanctioned by His Excellency Danado engaged in an ethical political practice of vote buying. Why didn't you report this? To, because you, you noticed that this was happening even before the voting started. Why didn't you report it? Aisha, we have so much evidence, but like I said, in the heat of the moment, we place uh, security of the election as a priority than any other minor offense. It is unethical that they have engaged in it, but we wanted to achieve a violent-free election. I think that was what both parties were pursuing. Mm. And that now that we have finished the election, Evidence doesn't fade, it doesn't change. We have individuals whose cars were used as banks today, where people were collecting money in order to go and vote, including regional chairman. I can mention the regional chairman at Bono Region, Ousu Sechre, who was one of the lead you know, individuals who were sharing the money. And you have evidence of that. We have videos. We have audios. I shall the entire government machinery that was relocated from Accra to Kumaru actually engaged in a fruitless exercise that did not credit them anything except 254 vote increase between 2020 and now. But, but you, 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 you had cause to complain earlier before this exercise that um, government had moved in all the big wigs into Kumeu, a, a seat that is a safe seat for the NPP or a stronghold of the NPP. You didn't see that necessary. But it turns out that actually worked for them. Are there lessons for the NDC? No, it didn't work for them because we have increased our vote. From 2000 to about 3,600, whereas they have moved from 14,900 to only 15,200 and something, which is at a difference of about 295. So the movement of machines, construction machines, to Kumau, the relocation of government machinery to Kumau, as against a political party in opposition contested a by-election against a government machinery in whose stronghold we are going for that election only gave them an increase in vote from what they had in 2020 and now to be 252. That is shameful of all the money they've wasted and put in the pockets of individuals. If they were thinking, thinking boreholes, it would have benefited the communities. If they were using that to build ship compounds, it would have benefited the community and generating yet on bonds. If they were doing roads, it would have benefited the communities. However, they refused to do that, but put those money in the pockets of individuals. That is an ethical political practice. That is led by a government that has not developed the place yet is seeking to win an election. If we continue like this, we are destroying the country. And I believe that this was government sanctioned. His Excellency Nanadu Dampa Kupado sanctioned it. And that they are leading a practice that will destroy the culture of this country. They are leading a practice that will undermine our democratic gains in this country. Well, and they must bow their heads in shame. 
Mustafa, let me let me bring in, in the uh, NS Yawenim, who has just been declared winner. Mr. Nim, congratulations. It's in order. Um, what really worked for you? All right, we lost Yawenim there. We'll bring him back. Um, but Richard Ahiang, but thankfully, has joined us. Richard, um, overall, how would you describe today's exercise? Hello, Richard. Kindly unmute for me. Oh, thank you. Um, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Richard, go ahead. We uh, can hear you. Thank you very much. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think they, we've been talking about the elections much of the Yes. Um, yeah, I'm saying that uh, the the election today has been generally very peaceful. Uh, the processes are proceeded. Uh, there isn't any uh, anybody anywhere that would claim that there were uh, disadvantages uh, that is suffered. I don't think the NDC will say so. Um, but it, the, the election proceeded very very fairly, and in the end, as the results come in shows what I have, about 100% of the polling stations have been compiled. The new patriotic party have um, recorded about 71% uh, of the total votes cast, and I think that is indicative of the extent of work that was put in, and then I commend the candidate and the entire party, uh, the national chairman of the party, the general secretary, and the entire team, uh, for a very, uh, um, a very good job done um, to uh, retain the seat for the party. I hear my brother uh, doing some very uh, uh, lopsided analysis, uh, something to do with uh, uh, the votes appreciating by some 256, but I don't know what kind of analysis he's doing, uh, but uh, uh, the MPP is won by 71%. 70.91%. Well, I'm talking mathematical to you here, so just about 71% of the vote. So, so clearly, clearly the, the MPP has won very resembly. The NDC came there. They didn't put in any work. The NDC showed up in time. My good brother, um, around three days or so to the election, and they came to do some skirmishes there. They think that's how they... That's how they, they win people's votes. But we took this election very seriously. I, I, I hear the conversation. And Moose, uh, I call him Moose anyway because that's uh, Mustafa. Um, we, we had a conversation on the ground, and I, we had a conversation about this matters to say that um, the MPP has deployed all that we needed to deploy to make sure that we canvass the votes uh, that we needed to, to canvass because we take the election seriously. We are not considering the fact that it is our backyard, and therefore we're just going to coast around and have people go and vote. We are taking it serious. And I did mention uh, in that conversation that the new leadership of the party has an orientation to say that every election is one that has to be taken seriously. So this new energy you see is what you're going to see throughout from now till 2024. So um, we think that what needed to be done was what we did, and if we move to um, even the NDC stronghold anywhere in this country, that's how we're going to canvass uh, for votes and make sure that the MPP wins in 2024. Yeah. And indeed, if you heard the president speak on Sunday, he was clear in his analysis, in his statement to say that we are commencing our victory in 2024 in Central Kubo. So I think that uh, the signal of this uh, result that we are talking about here indicates clearly that the new patriotic party is poised, we are ready and committed to give every uh, effort to make sure that we win the 2024 election. We are not, we are not taking anything for granted. We know what work is before us, what we must do by way of um, uh, bringing back the economy which government is working uh, very diligently to restore. We on the party side, what we have to do organizationally, what we have to do by canvassing and organizing our party to make sure we put our best foot forward, we're doing all of that. Mm -hmm. No is one uh, step forward, and I think that the NDC 
It's good for them, and I think you keep asking uh, my brother that question, it's good for them to process, it, process this in, in, in ways that should advise their strategies going forward, rather than uh, try to lean on um, uh, non-existent uh, happenings to say that that's why they lost. They lost okay. the election. Right. There isn't, is it, this election, what I want to suggest for my brother, uh, Mustafa, is that this election is entirely different. It's not a continuation of 2020 election. Okay. It's a, a brand new election that was done. So what analysis is making to say that if you compare the results we got in 2020 and what we got now, the difference is 250. And so therefore, the only vote we garnered in the Kumaru is 256. It's very laughable analysis. I don't know where you got that from. All right. So for, for, for the thick... For the thick propaganda is making him make analysis that I know he, he doesn't believe in. We have won that election. Every vote that have, count, have been counted, all 15,264 of them are, were fresh election, uh, votes that were casted today, today, mm-hmm. today, and counted. Right. It wasn't from 2000, uh, 2020. They are fresh votes that were counted today. For, so for, for, the, for the sake of our viewers, th- these are the results of the just-ended uh, polls at the, uh, the Kumeru constituency. The MPP polled 15,264, which represents 70.91%. Richard wants to approximate it to 71%. Well, the NDC polled 3,723, w- representing 17.29%. The independent candidate, the, the non-independent candidate, candidate Kwekudria polled 2,478 representing 11.51% and the unknown Kwekudria polled 62 which represents 0.29%. Let me bring in Dr. Sasante. Our reporters that were well represented on the ground pointed out a number of issues including I mean some pockets of confusion. Uh, I mean in some instances the NDC claimed that the EC was allowing polling agents to sign the pink sheet even before voting ends. Um, But among all these issues are the allegations of vote buying. I mean, this kept popping up even before this day came. In the lead-up to the elections, we heard about all of this. Uh, Today, we saw electorates openly testifying that they actually received money from representatives of the NPP candidates. Surprised? Um, Aisha, good evening, and good evening uh, to my fellow panel members. Um, I'm not surprised uh, what uh, the the turnout of the events there. I'm not surprised. Aisha, can you hear me, please? Loud and clear, Doc. Can you hear me? Go ahead, Doc. Okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised because, um, yes, when you follow elections in this country issue of you know buying of votes has uh, gradually becoming um one of the things uh, that uh, define politics in this country uh, it is true that you and i don't support that but the political parties hypocritically will pretend outside that uh, they have no idea about that they did themselves uh you know putting such schemes to support um, their candidates one way or the other. Uh, it's difficult. It's going to, I'm afraid, it's going to be with us for a very long time until our voters and uh, givers of such uh, endowment uh, will realize that it's not going to do us any good. Then if they are ready, uh, they can backtrack and, and uh, turn a uh, new leave as a some otherwise I'm afraid it's going to be abatros around our neck for some time to come. Aware that the Kumewu seat is actually an NPP uh, seat. Uh, but in the lead up to the elections, we saw all the giants, including the president, the vice president, top uh, cabinet ministers campaigning for this elections. I mean People were thinking that, I mean, why should they put up all of this because it's their stronghold? But did this in any way do the trick? Doc, are you on with us? 
Uh, yes, I, I I was hearing you uh, to the last bit uh, that I lost you. If you can uh, recap, um, I will follow the question. Okay, I was I was saying I was saying that um, the uh, all the big wigs of the NPP that moved to Kumeuto campaign did this in any way do the trick for the NPP to win, even though it's already their stronghold. Um, every move in any election is important because a single vote will move a candidate, somebody from a candidate to become, uh, you know, uh, a flag bearer or uh, whatever it is. So uh, you realize that you will need to marshal all forces uh, in order to achieve your aim. More so when you are talking about a strong hold of the MPP and that they lost their candidate to death, and that uh, that this exercise was to replace the candidates. Uh, obviously, uh, they will put in their all uh, to get uh, the results that they desire. It is also important to know that if you look at uh, the mathematics in Parliament, uh, you can afford to, MPP cannot afford to lose uh, the seat, then Parliament is going to be super interesting if NDC, MPP is supposed to lose this election. So uh, this explains why uh, they give their all, move the party machinery there, uh, make sure that they leave no stone on 10 and all that. So uh, that played the trick a lot. We know that um, in by-elections, there are few advertisements. It's not as popular as general elections all over the world. Uh, but because of the special case that we have in Parliament, uh, you realize that the party did not take chances at all. They went in the kill and then got the results that they desire. It doesn't really, at this point, it doesn't really matter whether uh, they had uh, the, their votes even dwindle compared to the last election or not. That. Uh, since we operate as uh, first-past-the-post system, whoever... Uh, crosses the finish line by one vote, you carry the day. So uh, it doesn't really matter uh, the number of votes that they got, but that all that they needed was to uh, win the election. Uh, the NDC, on the other hand, also did their best, pulled um, a lot of resources to make sure that uh, if uh, they played, they would have also uh, con. All right, Dr. Asasante. The underdog or the, the contest, they knew that that's not their stronghold. Uh, they would definitely lose the election. But, of course, it's a contest, uh, so they will not uh, lose their guard. They went there and then performed. Hello, Aisha. Uh, Dr. Asasante, yes, you, you made that point clearly there. Do we still have Mustafa Gbande? Mustafa, there's a tweet uh, from Roxy Nelson Dafiameko after the elections, and it reads that Kumewu results have poured in quick and fast. I was part of the Ashanti Region Reorganization Project in 2022, but this Kumewu vote shows we, we have to re-audit our register and branch executives. We have nine executives, but has three and four votes in some branches. So where are our nine NDC executives? Have you started interrogating this, Mustafa? I just saw, I, I just heard you read that message. And clearly, we are busy discussing the fresh issues coming up out of the world. And I think that the entire party machinery, um, the grassroots, the National Executive Committee led by Honorable uh, John Nesidun Katia and Honorable Fifi Kote, my boss, actually did well with good, uh, good fight. Knowing that that is not our stronghold, we've been able to engage the MPP such that they have to move an entire government machinery only to get... Um, if you recall, in 2020, Basua didn't have the whole government machinery coming down to Kumau. This year, the whole NPP party machinery was in Kumau. 
the whole government machinery was in Kumau, they actually moved financial resources only to increase 304 votes. For me, I have to commend the rank and file of the NDC for putting up a good fight. As for what the MP has tweeted, I, I am sure that you saw the response from somebody to that tweet. When we get to those issues, we will cross. But like they say, children learn from their fathers. But we are not there yet. We are here to commend the rank and file of the party for putting together a very challenging fight against government, against the party in their own backyard where they have only increased for 304 votes. They wasted state resources. They spent a lot of money. They engaged in an ethical political practice. They actually moved construction machines to the site only to get 304 votes. Thank that you. Richard, Richard, Richard is on the line. Richard, how do you respond to these allegations? Uh, because we've seen electorates uh, speaking to us uh, that they actually received money from uh, representatives of the NPP candidate. Well, thank you very much, uh, I think um, I've, I've answered that question uh, several times this morning and quite this evening as well. I spoke to that question. I, I was responsible for a police station. What I did with a team of people and a number of NDC officers came to my police station. I didn't share any money in my police station. I went around other police stations. I didn't see anybody sharing money. What we did was to go house to house, get our people to come out and vote early. Most of the NDC officials who came there uh, asked me questions, why are you here? You should go to other places. You should move around. Jokingly, we have conversations about that. But I was determined to get our people out to vote, so I stayed there and got people to come out. That's how we got the votes you are announcing this evening. Were they all Japan? All 15,264 of them. We went house to house. You need to see me. I am tired. I walked and got people to come vote. And I told you that that's the strategy we have decided to employ. And you know very well, uh, Moose, that by-election results, uh, by-election turnout is low. The, very la the last time we had a by-election in Kumau, in uh, our candidate won by some 15,300 and uh, some odd votes in 2002. 15,300 and something, right? The total turnout of that election was somewhere, was in the neighborhood of uh, 19,000, 20,000. So by-election results are what they are different from general election results. And I want to ask my brother Moose, you know, and I will, I will spare him. Uh, they just came in and they are, they, they are finding their foot, uh, their footing in the, in the office. That this defeat does not define their capacity. There, there's a lot more they can do and they need to reorganize their party. But this whole thing about excusing and that we have come to their yard, they move machinery, of that that is just language to excuse for uh, the failure and everybody knows that they weren't going to win uh, Kumau so we are that so they should rather change their tone and accept that they've lost and therefore um, they are learning from this if the question I want to ask him how to reposition his argument would be to say that if they were in government what would they have done if the by-election happened and they were in government what would they have done and so everything he's saying, just to make excuses, I rather instead of making you admit that yes, we went to Kumau to try and appreciate our. So, so you admit that you use state resources, Mr. Yamba? I didn't say so. If you are listening to me, you, you, I didn't you, say said, so. you said that if Don't they were me. in power, that, what would I they have done? Please, please, please. I asked a question: that if they were in power, what would they have done? when he's saying that we have moved uh, president government machinery to go there. Mm. If they were in government, what would they have done? I didn't say we have done that. Okay, so, so wait, so wait. And I've said it on the network 
All right. So, Hello. yes, Miss Ahiagwa. So, well, what? Can you hear me, please? Yeah. What, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I just want to clarify to that said, point you were consistent. making. Yeah, what I've said, I've said quite consistently on your network is that we went to Kumaru with the focused intent to canvas every inch of space in the uh, in the constituency for the votes that exist. And we worked hard and got the vote out. Right. So, so, so this is paying. For their failure to achieve whatever objective they came in there with three days or four days to election, mm. so it's not going to define the hard work we are putting up. Right. So you say that I'm winning I'm the elections is a reward for your hard work. Uh, all is not lost because 2024 is just around the corner. What's the plan going into the 2024 elections? All right. We lost Kwesia Mankwa there. Let me bring in Dr. Asante. Um, the, the, do we have an essay name on? Right, so uh, Dr. Sasante, uh, let me give you the last uh, slot here. We, we also looked, we saw that there's a low turnout uh, today, and uh, Richard Ahiangba has just alluded to that fact. But more importantly, many have described Kumewu as a dress rehearsal to the 2024 elections. If it is indeed a dress rehearsal, um, I mean, what's the way forward going into 2024, especially with allegations of vote buying? I'm saying this because we've also seen that in the NPP's uh, delegates conference that ended not too long ago, the NDC's primaries that ended uh, just recently, and we're also seeing this today. What's the way forward going into 2024? I think the way forward is that going for 2024, uh, the advocacy must continue unabated. We need to educate people about the need to exercise their franchise without any uh, inducement. Once you allow people to induce you, uh, they've taken over your your franchise, and then you are going to do the abetting. Uh, yes, politicians do these things. Uh, to achieve certain specific aim. One, uh, to intimidate voters uh, with regard to what they receive from them, that if you don't do, there is a retribution for you. They also give them uh, this type of uh, inducement to us to vote for a specific direction and the rest of them. But the way forward is that uh, we need uh, to be able to put a team in place that will monitor the political landscape uh, for acts of fraud as this, and then, you know, hate speech and the rest of them. Uh, when we identify that you are the one giving out these things, uh, we name you, you shame you, and then we canvas against you so as to deter people from such action and the mouth of the country. Indeed, uh, 20... if you are not able to do that, I'm mm. afraid this problem will continue to be albatross around our neck. 2024, indeed, will be interesting because definitely, as we saw some candidates who say they had received the money, we saw some outwardly rejecting that money that was given to them by the candidate. So it is something we're watching out Definitely, we will see how it pans out in 2024. And that will be it uh, tonight. Thank you so much, Dr. Sassanti. Thank you, Mustafa Bande, Richard Ahiagba. Thank you so much for joining us. And Kwesi Amankwa. Uh, we lost a name. He couldn't join us, but you heard him speak earlier and enumerated why he thinks that the party or the electorate actually voted for him. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Enjoy the rest of our programs.
Marshall with his leg, and it goes to the yeah! Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my god. Oh, that shit. You two they lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. Oh, hey! You are I know lives in Tama every year we they give to you back 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 we are talking about P.E.T. I want some Yadiyaji first except be the goat huh? my guy him be the goat Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Bitters always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved.